0: Welcome to Talk Thirty, to me. a show where we talk about the perspective of thirty somethings on life, my kid as an athlete. love,
1: Did I tell you about the Twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. Turgy <laughs> Turg, what up, man? What's up, Randy? How you been, dude? <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna right. take,
0: I'm gonna take the Randy Z approach right here. I'm okay. gonna be all hello, okay, like I'm, like I'm chilling. You right can't, you now, can't be
1: excited to talk to me. You you don't want to be excited. You don't. You're not happy how, to be here today. How long has it been? Six months.
0: Six months. Yeah, it's been six months. But for all intents and purposes, we have been speaking off and on. Right. I mean, it's like it's like we we kind of broke up, but we we didn't. <laughs> And if we get back together, it's like, you know, the magic will happen, right?
1: No, it's it's more like, uh, you remember the movie Armageddon? When they get off the rig, they all scatter. <laughs> trying to jog my memory. No, I don't. I think but, I, wa- okay. I watch that movie before. like once a year. Every Christmas, I think I watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your Christmas tradition for real? <laughs> Every Christmas, all they play is Bruce Willis movies, and that's one of my favorites. So That's peculiar. So, you know, once we end the show, we, we scatter, bro. We, uh, it's hard to get in contact with you. So I think the last time
0: we formally saw each other
1: was my birthday
0: in December, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what movie did we see? Uh,
0: I believe it was some weird offshoot Disney movie. (laughs) It wasn't very popular. I think it was called Star Trek or something like that. It was Coco. Oh, it
1: was Coco. We saw Coco for your birthday. Coco for my birthday, yeah. That's right.
0: Coco wasn't out for my
1: birthday, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was, it It was out for Thanksgiving. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, snap. I had to compete with Star Wars? Damn, that sucks. Well, Star Wars didn't oh. win the uh, Oscar, right? Or the Academy Award?
0: I don't think they ever had. Anyway, I, <laughs> I think um, I think that was the last time that we saw each other, though, right? And uh, we hung out, we had some drinks, and then we parted ways never again did we meet for 2017.
1: Yeah, because I went on a, a 15-day trip uh Chicago and d c and Philadelphia, and then came back for just after the new year and Oh, that's what happened, man, it has been a long time. I told you about how I actually put an offer on a house and it got accepted right, and three days later they changed their mind <laughs> right. Yep. And it was this whole ordeal. I consulted some lawyers. They said I had a case, but one lawyer said it cost me ten thousand dollars in a retainer to to pursue this. The other said it could cost uh, four seventy five an hour to pursue it. And I was just like, "Well, there goes my entire down payment." It makes no sense for me to really try to pursue this property aggressively through legal action, and I just let it go. That's terrible. I mean, I can't even understand why someone
0: would back out, but I guess you know there are different reasons. And I think you had mentioned that they found they wanted to like, um, like backdoor it and get, in, uh, get a better cash offer or yeah. like family or something like that?
1: No, I think my, my agent said that it sounded like what they were trying to do is is get one of their own buyers so that way they can collect double the commission. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Realtors are, are shady like that. I know that we had, when we were buying our house, I was watching all these videos online about how to buy a house, and it was strategic to go up to your realtor and say, how would you like to double your... Your commission off this house when they look at you puzzled and then they figure it out then you know you got your person you know no words are exchanged and and you got the game mm. but uh it's easier said than done it's not that it's not that easy so we just stuck with our own realtor and we found our house and now we're actually looking for a bigger house but um uh, yeah we'll see what 2018 holds but on that note how's 2018 been for you so far
1: uh it's it's been rough, man. It's been a rough a rough
0: year. Um, so right now, just to give some context to our listeners, it is March.
1: it, so is, it is March. We haven't
0: spoken formally <laughs> since about like December ish, maybe like January, and we haven't done anything for the podcast in, in terms of like recording or planning or um, any any material production. We've just simply worked on like the growth aspect of it, right?
1: Yeah, and I. Full disclosure, I, I withhold things from my life to tell you so I could save it for the show. And I just, we just haven't recorded it like in three months.
0: I wish I was that mindful. I don't have that much. Dish. I probably do, but I just don't remember any of it. it's like my life has been flashing before my eyes. Anyway, yeah,
1: man, there was. How's uh, it been? It's, it's been rough because uh, initially it was, I thought I was going to be buying the house that my dad grew up in. And then that got uh, taken away from me, so to speak. And that's when the other house came up uh, in LA. And that was like in the perfect Venn diagram of, of what I needed it to be. It was within a mile of the medical school. It counted towards the the USC home buying program where they would give me 50,000 towards the, the purchase of the home. And then it was actually zoned for multi-property. So after I pay it off, I could make it into, or I could add up to eight additional units on the property. Yeah. And then uh, they accepted my offer. I was ecstatic and here's here's the thing that was like very frustrating not frustrating it was stressful because they accepted my offer on a friday i was ready to go uh, or i submitted my offer on a friday over the weekend, nothing happens right monday find out they accepted the offer uh tuesday state of the union happened and my interest rate that i got quoted on at a 3.75 jumped up to a 4.4.4 i think wow Okay. Uh, and so by the time we we're about to open escrow, I think it was it was damn near five percent interest rate and that that changed my very affordable uh, uh, offer monthly payment mortgage wise to very very stretched uh, financial situation for myself so it was um you know it was, it was a blessing and a curse in multiple ways I guess that I didn't get it because I was I was already stressing uh, before we even opened escrow so you didn't lock it in you didn't lock in your rate. Right? can't lock it in if we don't open escrow.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. So you were just in the offer phase. Wow, that's nuts, man. That timeline is crazy. Yeah, nothing nothing like that's happened to me. I mean, fortunately, at least I don't think, we haven't tried to buy a house. I know we've been looking, but the market's kind of weird right now in California. I don't know. I, I think, uh, what what's the consensus with you in a house?
1: I am going to take my time right now, just kind of see where things play out and, and pan out. Um, like so, right right now. If this sounds different, I hope it doesn't. I hope we still have the same audio quality that we always have. But currently, I am in a closet in Washington D.C., and Turg is in his living room. In where are you? I Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. So <laughs> uh, we'll see how things plan out. I think I might, if if something happens where I could buy something in California, I think I would go for it. But I am actually becoming more open to the idea of, of buying property out of state and even thinking about potentially relocating. So this this episode could really serve as what the new format could look like for us in the future.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I have you on video and it's better than, you know, sitting next to you and you break, <laughs> my, breaking my chairs. I think it's wow. not as intimate.
1: Wow. Wow. I,
0: re- I can't reach out and touch you. Okay. You know how handsy I get after our episodes.
1: <laughs> it's because you're so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> You told me to be more vulnerable. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I just don't know where I am with the house, the house purchase. It's just been a lot. And I just wanted to step away from it. I even took uh, an unplanned. <laughs> I told my boss, I was like, hey, I did something very uh, reckless. Because uh, I told him that I didn't get the house. And he's like, you didn't go buy a sports car, did you? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I just booked a, a last minute one-way flight. So I'm taking off and I'm not sure when I'll be back. Wow. This was like this past week. No, no, this was in February. So I just took okay. I, I took a few days off. Shout out to DC, saw my girl, and then came back. And then now I'm back here for the actual trip I had planned during my spring break. Got it. Oh, so you're on spring break right now. Great. So um,
0: it sounds like 2018 has not been really great for you. I would almost go as far as to say I think we're in alignment here that we're in kind of a new year lull or a new year funk. I guess it's a cooler term, funk. Mm-hmm. throw funk into anything. It's cool. Well, okay. Okay. I think the one thing that I wanted to focus on for 2018 was just redefining myself. And I know we spoke at length about this via um, via chat, but for me, I guess 2017 was a good platform. And just to quickly recap, I set you know a handful of goals and I accomplished all of my goals. And that's a probably the first time in a long time that I've set out that many goals and knocked out that many goals. And the last goal was buying a car and I I finally bought a new car, the first new car I've ever owned and that was a milestone for me. So I said, "Okay, what can I do in 2018 to kind of take my year to the next level?" And I sat down and I wrote in my journal for about 2 hours. And that essentially yielded the format i should say the foundation for 2018 what i didn't realize was i was too heavily regimented in my approach to try and structure my 2018 And, and it wasn't like anything serious it was very loose it was like okay well i'm gonna do this like i'm gonna focus on time management i'm gonna focus on bettering myself and becoming more consistent right at work at home um being a more present individual, like getting off my phone, uh, disconnecting with technology, and growing my business, right? Because it was important to me. And none of that has really happened in its March, and I'm kind of worried. You know what I mean?
1: Why, Why are you
0: worried? I, I don't know how I can break out of this funk. You know, I, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of plateaued. Um, I was very focused on my career. I had my my head, it, it my mindset was really focused on growth. I was enthusiastic about you know the new ventures that I put out um, that we talked about. You know we wanted to do uh, speaking tours and we wanted to take the podcast live. We wanted to you know hit the blogs out of the park. Um, I definitely wanted to you know talk about my experience as a millennial father a lot more. And we had a good framework for what we wanted to do, and none of that has manifested itself. And you know, as I'm saying this out loud, for me, it almost seems as if when we release this first episode, the floodgates are going to open. And I think I'm kind of – I think we both – and I was thinking this the other day. I think we both deliberately put this off as long as we could until we knew for a fact that we can come together and we can make – the rest of the year happened seamlessly like we did in 2017. Mm. What do you think?
1: I don't know. Well, part of me wants to ask you one question. And do you feel like – how long have you been working at your current job? I've been
0: with Starbucks for like a year and
1: – We'll just say over so a year. Been, okay, it's
0: totally fine. I, oh, well, okay. I just wanted to get it. out there. Um, the, I've been with Starbucks for about a year and a half.
1: Okay. The, so – the The point I wanted to to narrow in on is that for a year and a half you have been going against your body's natural rhythms for uh sleep, yep, and so yeah. that's that's part sleep deprivation and that's part uh just just off of a natural rhythm and do you feel like any of that is playing a role into either your creativity, your energy, or your ability to take on more um the, uh, as you were describing as as far as your lofty goals yeah, I guess so. I mean,
0: uh, and that's a good question. I think in most cases I would have fared well had I not burnt myself out early on in my third shift career. And for a lot of people that probably don't know, I I work nights and um, it's tough because one, you don't have a social life because everyone is awake when you're asleep and everyone is asleep when you're awake. And two, you don't really get a lot of time with your family. And I have a family, right? I talk about that all the time, and that's important to me. And that and that weighs on my psyche as well. My wife's frustrations and her stress uh, weigh on my psyche as well. And she doesn't really, she doesn't really realize that, and it's not her fault. Um, I don't communicate it out because I don't want to give her more to worry about. But yeah, I feel like on top of the being out of my sleep rhythm, yeah, and not having a social life and not being able to spend time with my family. Uh, It really sucks. You know, it really hurt a lot of my uh, of my drive, my motivation, because I can't share anything with anyone, you know, and it's hard for me to kind of get exposure to to just, I guess, have a change of pace in my life because it doesn't exist anymore. I'm on a different schedule.
1: So basically, I am your social life and I've neglected you for the last three months is what I'm hearing. (laughs)
0: damn when you put it like that you know fuck I, <laughs> I didn't i yeah i never really sat down to think about it but yeah i mean you i think we communicate the most out of all my all my friends and uh, i wouldn't even consider you a friend really i think you're more than that uh but in terms of um like communication with the real world yeah, i think you're 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 it <laughs> i mean no you know what i i did do in um you know what I did do in 2018 was I wanted to do a game night and I was talking to my one of my coworkers and I was like we were talking about the game that we used to, I used to play in college called the uh, Settlers of Catan and uh, <laughs> it's it's an awesome game. You and Chloe have to come over and play, um, but we have game night once a month and we started in February and we we had a blast. It was like six of us and we played Settlers and it was my first time in years playing it and it was fun because we just put the kids to bed. We had nothing to worry about, and it was like three couples and alcohol and, and just fun. You I, know,
1: I don't want to go on a tangent, but I'm, I'm just incredibly curious because it sounds like Dungeons & Dragons meets The Oregon Trail.
0: Sure. You kind of have to play it for yourself to figure it out, and you can Google it. And for all of you out there that are, that are curious, because I know you are, <laughs> and don't do it while driving, please, but uh, Google Settlers of Catan. That game will change your life. Continue. Okay. <laughs> a shameless plug. I don't get anything out of it. It's a yeah, right. It's a cool ass game.
1: I I think for for me and and the funk that I'm going through, part of it was just the, those two heartbreaking situations with the housing, uh, housing situation. Those really those really hit my heart, and those those really took a toll on me. And then shortly after that, I got sick. And, and I just came to a point where I have all these things that I need to be doing or working on, or this, this list of things that needs to happen, especially for the podcast was growing. And I didn't have the energy to either a keep up with it or even start to think of tackling it where I was just coming home. I might eat dinner and then I'd knock out. And that's how it's kind of been for almost a February. Cause I was, I was, when I got sick is in February, last half of February and, now, now I'm at a point where I like, guess it's, it's like night and day from the, the, from my, from my last minute trip out here uh, at the end of February, I brought all my work with me to do it and I didn't end up doing anything.
0: Yeah. I, I'm the same way, man. I bring work with me with the intention of doing it and I don't, I'm like, man, I I don't want to do anything right now.
1: And then uh, on this trip, I actually knocked out four, four episodes um, just on the way here. I, I took the cheapest flight I could get. Right. And I ended up with two, <laughs> two layovers. But then the other little minor setback was actually when I was in Oakland, uh, eating breakfast and, and I was wrapping up. I just finished editing an interview. And then, uh, as I was packing my bag to head to the gate, I, I went to take my hard drive off the Velcro because I Velcro my hard drives to my, to my laptop. So they don't fall yeah. while I'm traveling. I forgot yeah, to, sure. un- I forgot to unplug that bitch from the computer. I, I, rip it off the velcro and it gets snatched out of my hand and just oh. fly just like, like, like that, that and it just hits the tile floor and i was just like fuck oh, shit so uh it's on its last leg and i've been able to extract as much of of uh, our stuff as possible from that hard drive um and and get a new hard drive and start start backing everything up like a responsible human being but um yeah, that was, that, 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 as soon as I got on the, the, uh, the momentum going up the hill, I just, I hit that moment and I, and I I was just so sad.
0: So what do you do? Okay. It's like for our listeners that might be experiencing the same kind of vibe and I'm sure it's out there because I'm on social media, even though I'm trying to disconnect from my phone, but you know, sometimes you pop on, you check it for like five, 10 minutes. I see a lot of people going through the same thing. Like one of my friends from UCR say, "I feel stuck in my life. Like, what the fuck do I do now?" And so I gave him some advice. But it's funny because I I tried doing the same thing that I that I told him to do, and it didn't help me. So I'm like, "Are you giving bad it, advice?"
1: <laughs>
0: I, I might not necessarily be giving bad advice. I might just not. I might not have found the secret to getting myself out of my funk. I don't know if it helped him. I don't even know if he read it. Quite honestly, but. Yeah. Uh, um, I know did, he liked it.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's good. But do you feel like you might have? Okay, maybe your your problems have outgrown the solutions that you've used in the past, or is it that uh, your solutions are no longer effective? Like you become immune to to your solutions. Yeah, it's like taking too much um, antibiotics, right? That's you exactly just... where I was going. Yeah, that that's the exact yeah. analogy I was going for.
0: I think that's it. I think that might – you hit the nail on the head with that. I think it might be to the point where I'm just beyond the normal kind of complacent, uh, acceptable, I should say, uh, therapeutic norms, and I'm trying to find something a little bit more high-end. So 2018, I hit my funk, um, and I wanted to do something different. So what did I do? I drove all the way to Cerritos in the middle of the day to buy a frame for a bike that i've always wanted to own and i could never afford it It was like a five thousand dollar bike but i found the frame for a really good price and i started to build my own bike so i bought all the components everything's brand new top line 2018 to the tits right i mean (laughs) decked it out and i haven't even been on it yet i just finished it like last week like early last or late last week but um I haven't been on it yet. Like I don't even want to go on it because I feel like if I start something, I want to to see through and I want to schedule it out. And I think that I I think it really all goes back to my schedule and what where I'm at right now with my job. So until that changes, you know, we'll have to kind of play it by ear. I'll have to play it by ear, but uh, hopefully I can get out of this, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, what do you do? You know, like I went out and bought a frame because I thought that would, you know, and build my own bike because I thought that would make me feel better. What have you done to try and get yourself out of your funk? Uh,
1: I think I think I do do a little bit of that retail therapy uh, kind of deal. But I, I, with this with this time around was a little different for me. So I I really just embraced the fact that I it took me maybe two weeks to embrace it because every day I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to work on this today. I'm going to work on this a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And all I would ever do is open the program or open my my workstation and then not really make any headway. So eventually I just had to <laughs> shut it all the way down and not do, just just allow myself not to do anything and, and be okay with that. And whatever repercussions come from that, they come from that. Um, but I just had to give myself time to uh, decompress, so to speak, just let myself heal, let myself become, yeah. uh, rebuild up my energy. And like I said, I... Uh, Today is we're recording this on on March 13th and I think it was March 9th that I actually started uh, really working on our, our stuff um, as far as like the or, or just just the episodes that I've had, uh, interviews that I've had sitting there needing to be edited down, yeah um, that were recorded what months ago that just now got to them on March 9th. Yeah,
0: that's, that's tough. See, and that's uh, you've granted you've done a lot in nine, less than nine days, seven days. And what you've really seven days, I can't do math. March 9th to the 13th is five days. Um, (laughs) what you've really done has kind of set the stage for, I guess, the next couple of couple of months for us on the show. But more importantly, do you feel like you've, do you feel like that has helped you heal?
1: just giving myself time, uh, was, was the first thing. Um, letting, letting myself rest was the other thing because when I'm going, going too much too fast and and taking on too many projects, I don't give myself that time to recoup. And I've told you this before. Usually it's like every, every couple weeks, I'll take a day where I just kind of veg out and just let myself be, uh, it's ironic to say I veg out to detox, but, um, just to kind of, get my mind off everything else that I'm working on. And it, it really takes the better part of the day to even stop thinking about all the other things and just be in a presence of nothing. And, and And this time around, I think it took me almost a month to get to that point of getting the energy back first off. And then to being able to yeah. come back with a, a clear state of mind to be able to just say, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. This is, I've planned out my week for, uh, all the edits should be done by today or tomorrow. And then I'll be moving on to uh, the other site and business that I want to launch the consulting company. And then I'll move on to uh, updating social and, you know, it's a whole list of things that I, that I need to get done that I've been trying to get done since December. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to knock out most of them in the better part of this week.
0: Well, hopefully you can get to that. I mean, that's pretty important to kind of capitalize on that momentum that you've already built for yourself. Cause if you really don't, then you're going to fall back into that funk and you're going to find yourself in the same place and you want to avoid that mm-hmm. right and I think I'm there I haven't really gotten over the hump yet but I feel like I'm getting there recently I guess I can break the news since it's been official with my company I accepted an offer to join a new company and you know it was it, it was a really stressful period for me because I didn't I I've never really done this before to where I'm leaving something super comfortable and super Cool, and I love the team that I'm working with. And I really didn't want to leave, but I found something ridiculously good that I couldn't pass it up. And it took me a long time to overcome that anxiety of bringing myself to realize that I was going to start over again. And I think that's another part of why I haven't really done anything in the past, I think, like months since I started this whole process. So, for me, it was putting my life on pause, mm-hmm. you know, and all the therapy that I have tried before. and this is like self self help kind of stuff at home, like writing, um reading, trying to get my mind off of it, spending more time with my family, engaging my environment, engaging my um my team at work and just being more present overall and and really just trying to be a better husband as well. it It didn't really. Help that I was trying. I had to put my life on hold, and that meant everything along with it had to be on hold. Like my wife was on hold, my kids were on hold, my job was on hold, all my creative endeavors were on hold, my business was on hold. Everything was like, what's going to happen now? And hopefully, at the end of March, when everything transitions out and I get back from my vacation, and I can, you know, spend some time with my family uh, and and just decompress, I can feel what you're feeling and and hopefully regain that momentum and just hit the ground running and say you know what this is, we're just gonna fucking kill it now you know what yeah. i mean yeah i don't know if I, I don't know if that's exactly where i'm at um
1: well i mean but, you're talking about all these uh not to say self-help but like your own personal means of therapy what, what about just actually going to therapy
0: um i I've tried it in the past. Uh, I didn't really feel it beneficial because it really didn't add much to where I was at, but i'm I'm definitely open to it again. Um, I think that's something that I gotta explore. and again, my life is on pause, mm. so I have to wait and see what you know what manifests afterward and surely you didn't want to start something and then I have to interrupt it and wait. yeah, benefits and all that, you know, adulting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: no, because I um. I started going to therapy again. I think I told you last year that I was looking for a therapist and I found one. And so yeah. we've had two sessions and it's, it's different than anything I've done in the past. And I actually wasn't looking for this type of therapy, but I think I kind of like it. And it's that uh, CBT. Are you familiar with that? Like cognitive behavioral therapy where I heard of it. It's, it's, n- I think it's not a long-term therapy. It's more so one of those things where you kind of come in and you talk about either your problems or the issues that you're trying to work through or behaviors that you're trying to change, and then it's giving you actionable items to really work on addressing these issues. Um, my therapist said, she's like, my goal is not to have you on my couch forever. My goal is to help you figure out, okay, what it is that you're <laughs> trying to address, trying to fix, trying to change or improve upon, and and create a plan for you to, to make those uh, changes. And I know a lot of people will so- associate therapy as like, well, starting in 1985, I, you know... <laughs> And it, and it's not always about the, uh, you know, not every therapist practices that whole un- unboxing or unpacking your entire life. Um, sure. And so I think it just finding a, a a style that works for you is important. And
0: that's, I think, something that I haven't found yet. Um, and maybe I will. Maybe I'll try it out. And I have to give it some time, though. I think there are a lot of variables in my life right now that have defined where I'm at and I need to kind of rewind a little bit and reset And hopefully that R&R will help me when I I take my vacation before starting my new job because I'm going to need it. Hopefully. I mean, that's really all I can hope for. But in the spirit of staying positive, Mm -hmm. right?
1: (laughs) Things are definitely
0: going to turn around.
1: It right? is, man. Yeah, more dance. money, more money. Do that money dance, daddy. Do the money dance.
0: <laughs> it wasn't just for the money, but I mean, it's, it's definitely You more than son of a bitch. I know it's the for right the direction. money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: man. <laughs> no, I wish, but I, I think that makes, um, what's my tally? You were keeping, we were talking, you were keeping better track of my career growth than I have. I don't know. What I'm, am I I'm at? just waiting
1: for a text from your wife saying that you're expecting another child. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, man. No, no, no. no. No, 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 no. No new child. I know we've, we've joked about that milestone. Every time I get a new job, we have, or every time we have a new kid, I get a new job, but, uh, it was uh kid free this yeah, time. I think, I, I think can say with certainty. This is number
1: four or five, We're right? on Number four or five jobs since Ethan's been born.
0: So, uh, okay. Yeah. You're including promotions. Yeah. Then? Well,
1: yeah. Cause those are significant changes in your job.
0: Just because yeah, you don't I leave guess. the company yeah. doesn't
1: mean that your new job title isn't, uh, a different responsibility and, and a bump in pay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have. And um, this one is big one. You know, I, I get
0: to finally be the shop caller. Um, of course I have a, I've, who I feel like would be a really good mentor. I don't know. I haven't worked with him yet, but from my conversations, it it, it seems like it's everything that I was looking for in a career mm-hmm. move because it comes coupled with the responsibility, and I have the support. And that's very important, right? Because you want to set yourself up for success and you you want your team to be able to do that too. And for me, just identifying that as one of the critical components of accepting this, or the critical factors behind accepting this position, it made things a lot easier for me to to live with in terms of moving on from Starbucks. Because everyone is probably wondering, like, how the, how the fuck can you move away from Starbucks? You know, it's Starbucks. It's one of the biggest companies in the world Mm -hmm. right now, you know, it's a major global player. There's so much opportunity, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to think about, um, your path in, in terms of how fast you want to get there. And I'm a very aggressive, very career oriented person. So I'm hoping this could spur my change. Now, the one thing that I forgot to mention that I will mention now is I know we talked about this before that 2018 was going to be the year where we both quit our jobs. Right. (laughs) And we did our own thing. And now, you know, accepting this new position, it was kind of like bittersweet because I don't get to do that yet, but that doesn't mean I don't get to do it ever.
1: Uh, I mean, it does, it doesn't mean mean? you won't quit your job in six months. If the opportunity presents itself, uh, if, if everything lines up or, you know, if whatever scenario needs to happen, you're not you're not obligated to stay at this job for a year if, if a better opportunity presents itself to you. Not that you're actively looking for that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. No,
0: you're right. And that that is very true. But it's something that I've you know me. I've been looking for this kind of position for a long time. Not a long time, but three years feels like a long time. But I've gone from I, I've tripled my salary. Not tripled my no, salary No, you've almost tripled
1: I've, your salary, bro.
0: Almost. When I started in Food and yeah. bev, yeah. I, yeah, when I, because I had to, to basically start all yeah. over. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm there. So I, I think I, I really made, and people may seem may think like, yeah, you were probably making like, you know, 20, 30 grand. I wasn't, I was making a pretty average salary on my first food and industry job. So to, to go from there to now is pretty good, but I'm not there yet, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, I, that's why i say like six months is it's not going to happen even if the opportunity presented itself i would probably find a way to do both and not leave this because this this could potentially bring me uh spiritually emotionally and um i guess professionally in into a new uh what do you call it like when you when you turn over a new leaf like into a new chapter or that's kind of cool. I don't know.
1: It sounds like you just kind of want the validation of knowing that you could and that you did rather than actually wanting to be there. Yeah. Because at a certain point, if, if you're able to, uh, have your new business take off and give you the flexibility and freedom that you'd really want to be having to have more time with your family, why would you stay in corporate America?
0: That's true. And that was one of the major factors for, you know, us having that conversation is to, well, okay, what did we want to do with our our futures? Did we want to be bound by a nine to five or did we want to be a little bit more creative with it? And I'm down, you know, I told you the other day if we both quit our jobs today, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. and all we did was like promote ourselves and our our brand and our network and really do it up and just talk thirty to me out the ass um I think we'd we'd be. a a huge hit and if we invested that time in nothing but what we're doing now i think we'd we'd kill it yeah but would we you know and there's there's always that shadow
1: of a doubt like Mm -hmm. well would we (laughs) you know so I, i don't know i think it's tough what do you what do you think i mean conviction only takes you so far and if we aren't as talented as we need to be just yet you know the people will speak and they'll let us know that by by not showing up for us you know what i mean yeah. But yeah, bro, I mean, that's, that's something I've dealt with my entire career. I'm, I'm willing to go all in, but it's more so, it, it's this walking the line of, okay, is this good enough just yet? And does it even matter if it's good enough? Because appealing to people, people don't always know what they want. Appealing to corporations, corporations have a very specific uh, vision of what they want. So that it, you know, it, it just depends on, on the goal and what we're trying to do. Um, but you know, it, well, you don't know what you don't know. And when it comes down to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. When it comes down to it, man, if it doesn't work out, I have no qualms or hesitations that we will find another way to make it work.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're we're too creative to let something like that get in the way, but here we are. You know, we're talking about this and the self-doubt's creeping in. We got a great product. We have a killer, killer season. We have tons of guests lined up for this year, which is completely different than what we did last year because we're really focusing on our organic relationship and our organic growth. Yeah, just
1: developing, um, developing our, our production skills, essentially.
0: Yeah, and I think last year was a great... We built a great foundation on which to build, and I think we're going to do even better now uh, knowing what we can do with just the two of us. And, um, on top of our guests, we're going to get involved in the election year because it is an election year. It is a local, a state election year, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get involved in our communities. We're going to start blogging more, right? It's out there now. We can't take it oh, back. no!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I've already, you know, despite me hitting a lull, I've knocked out about 20 blogs so far.
1: I'm still working Um, on the first one that I tried to start writing in January.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. You can't spend too much time on them. You just have to, you just have to do it leave it. And and if you come back to it, you come back to it. And I've noticed that's helped me and it's been therapeutic, but it's also like when things come up, I write them down. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to blog. We're going to do big things. Um, what are your goals for the show for the year? And what do you think? Um, how do you think we're going to do?
1: I, My goals are going to be, I would like to get a piece featured on a, on a larger publication or another piece featured on a larger publication. I'd like to be able to do a couple rounds of interviews of us actually being interviewed on other shows and other podcasts, getting more uh, of a different type of promotion going for for the show. And I mean, of course, the blogging is, is going to be uh, crucial for all of that. And then I would like to get on New and noteworthy, I think that would be really dope. Oh, I think that's yeah. I forgot about I that. I think we can we have a shot at that. But I think it's gonna we're gonna need help from the people. We need we need reviews. We need more people to be able to uh, have a chance to discover us, and that's how uh, we're able to do this. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you go on and review our podcast, we really appreciate it, especially if you like the show.
0: We've covered a lot today. We've gone through the whole range of you know start to finish. Our in our 2018s haven't really manifested themselves. To where we thought they would and the most important thing to take away from today's episode is if you are in a funk try and get yourself out so how do you identify that you're in a funk how do we break out of this funk do we seek self-help do we seek external help do we go the conventional route and just do therapy like randy suggested or do you try and quote-unquote self-medicate by riding or listening to music or pursuing a hobby like me and buying my bike and trying to build something from scratch just for the sake of feeling some kind of fulfillment. I think in the end, you need to find your style. But how do you find your style? What works for you? Walking your own path isn't always that easy. And remember, you always have a network to leverage. You have friends and family that are there to support you in your time of need. So, if you are ever feeling in a funk, reach out. And if you ever want to reach out to us, Randy, where can the people find you?
1: You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z.
0: And Turg? You can find me at Turk Says No on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at
0: talk30tome.com. For more content and information about the podcast, rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it.
1: For Talk Theory to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. (laughs) say bro you should get a puppy
0: no I don't need another responsibility dude no I'm good what if this funk is because you lost turtle no it's not because I lost turtle that was actually weighing on me that he was still alive and I wanted him to die (laughs) fucking bullshit I was waiting for that motherfucker to die because I was like man I want to stop taking care of you like you're just you're not fun anymore and that's fucked up because I had him for a long time but god damn turtles are are not fun pets <laughs> when was your turtle a fun pet when he was fucking murking on goldfish in the fish tank when he was like you know under two years old mm-hmm. after that he just got so fucking big he could, i couldn't find something big enough to put him in you know and then it got super expensive <laughs>
1: fucking turtles are expensive man
0: fuck that shit
1: dude you had a piece of tupperware <laughs>
0: For a long time, yeah, my sister was she hated that. But whatever, I, hate it. I couldn't find something big enough for him. It wasn't Tupperware; it was a fucking storage container, man. Storage. Don't make me out to be a. I was putting them in a fucking sealed Tupperware thing in my refrigerator and shit.
1: Now we got our outtakes. We can go turtle soup.
0: <laughs> hey, remember I made dinner for you that one night?
1: No. You mean the avocado paste? Yeah, it's turtle. <laughs> you ate turtle, you bastard. Redlining. I was just doing it to line up the audios.
0: <laughs> yeah. no, no, I don't. I don't see it. It's not lining up for me. It's not. It's not lining up.
1: Uh, I have it on my. In my <laughs> end, you're good. Joking. Joking. Okay. <laughs> All right. You want to do? I have no idea what you're fucking doing, man. <laughs> Do uh, you want to do it again? No, no, I'm good. I, I need it to on my end so I can link up our audios with, with my video. <laughs> okay. All right, clap. All right. Okay. <laughs>